Off the ball on Newstalk 106 to 108. It was a big win for Arsenal. Uh, four down, that's right? John Giles, who has just started speaking on air, John. So, <laughs> Sorry about that, Owen. <laughs> you missed a bit. <laughs> it was nothing too incriminating anyway. No, so, no, no, not so, so far. So we're all good. What I was asking you about there was, <laughs> are you a fan of these matches that finish 5-4, 7-5 in one case yeah. during the week? I think every, every uh, uh, person that watches a match Owen, would enjoy that. Mm. Now, I think I saw in a little bit in the paper this morning that Fenger wouldn't have been, that uh, managers wouldn't be happy about it mm. at all. It means if you lose seven goals, uh, you know, from Reading's point of view, it can't be right. If you're losing it from five and go four down from Arsenal's point of view, it can't be right. I think Vangus said, no, I'd rather win 2 nil or 1 nil because managers hate conceding goals. Mm. Even though they win, they hate conceding goals because that's, uh, like, it should be a basic that you don't give goals away. But Arsenal haven't been defending well anyway. But to lose five goals, although they won, it's great for the people watching it. You know, and uh, especially neutrals. Yeah. Uh, well, Arsenal, particularly if they if they win, but generally speaking, it's not well received. Reading, oh. yeah, Reading were involved in one of these games a few years back when they lost seven four, something along those lines. Supports, but then it was put to one of the Reading players. Oh, great to be involved in a game like that, and he couldn't have been more disgusted with that <laughs> question, especially because he lost. Uh, but it was almost always an affront to his professionalism to be involved in a game where so many goals are being scored. You don't, you don't, it's not good if you lose four goals. On, you know, like if, even if it's a 5-5 draw, you know, like, oh, it's a great game and I went this. But generally speaking, like if, like if you say from Wenger's point of view, I remember a few years ago they were they were four up, mm. four up against Newcastle, weren't they? And it was a turning point in the season yeah. they drew 4-4. You don't win, you don't win championships doing that. You know, the teams that win the championships, if they get two goals in front, they'll win 2-0 or 3-0. That shouldn't even happen to you once in a season, can you? No. Just doesn't happen. No, it can happen. It can happen. I mean, I mean, it can happen. You get certain days where it can happen. But like in Arsenal's case with Wenger, it ha- it's happened too often since yeah. then that they could. I, you know, I watched them this year. I don't think they're good at the back anyway. But to lose goals like that, he, I think he, w- I think he would have been frustrated last night in because they start the season. Remember, and they said, "Well, Steve Ball has done well. He's tightened them up, and they're not losing goals." And that lasted for about three or four matches. Yeah, there was a game a few years ago that Arsenal beat Spurs 5-4 in and Mourinho was managing Chelsea at the time and he said, well, that's not football, it's hockey. And I suppose he was partly having a go at Arsene Wenger there, maybe. But would would you see where Mourinho's coming from there? That that's not really a satisfactory score? No, I mean, if you look at the teams over the years that have won, say, the Premiership, mm. the goals against is usually very, very good. Very good. Because uh, I always I was fan of football. You can, you can teach players how to defend and you can be you be solid at the back. You can't really teach them how to score goals, yeah. but you can teach them how to defend. And I think when a manager like Wenger or anybody else is watching his team conceding goals like that, you have to be scoring like they scored seven. I know, and, and all, but you, 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 the, the great teams over the years, Liverpool at their best, Manchester United at their best, have like conceded. Um, you know, I remember Liverpool when they conceded 14 goals. Yeah. I remember we, I played at Leeds, for example, and I played, we won the league in 69. We created three records. One was uh, the most number of points, which was 67 at that time. Uh, it was the least defeats, which was two, and the least goals, con- the, the 18 goals conceded. In a season in the league. Yeah, we scored less than anybody, but we conceded 18 goals in 42 matches. I think Liverpool conceded 14 goals. In 42 matches mm. and Manchester United in the, the great years when they were winning you look at their I know they would talk about you know all the various players that they had at score goals but if you look at their goals against it was you know very very low they, they, they might score they mightn't score more goals than anybody but they've conceded less than anybody else and that's usually a starting point you know you're making the point about supporters love seeing goals but 
when you're watching a match, as a rule, would you prefer to see a 5-4 or a 2-1? Well, it depends on, 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 on the state of the game. I, I Generally speaking, I would prefer to see a 2-1. It means, see, there's, there's a great art of defending on. And it's obviously not as attractive as scoring goals. But you, you see the great teams over the years, and they, they're tight, they defend, uh, they get a goal up or two up, and they'll win it. When, like I've, I've seen, I remember last year, I think it was Liverpool with Kenny Dalglish. I think they lost at uh, QPR. And he said, well, we were two up uh, and we missed chances, mm. you know, and we didn't finish them off. Well, you know, what you find with the great teams, you go 2 0 up, the, the forwards could still miss chances, but they'll win 2 0. You know, like that's the that's the defensive attitude. Like the, the like the best teams I've ever seen are very very good defensively, and they might only need a goal to win it. Yeah. Whereas if you lose, you know, if it's five four, you've lost four goals even though you've won it. And teams, top teams, shouldn't be losing four goals. Very very exceptional occasions should that happen. But usually are goals against. And as I said before, you can you can actually teach defenders how to defend mm. and get your goals against uh, down. But you can't teach them how to score goals. Mm. But you'll find that, you know, people often say with certain teams, well, if they score three, we'll score four. Yeah. A lot of nonsense. <laughs> you know, you don't concede. Yeah. You know, if you, only, if you concede, don't concede, you only need one to win. Arsenal and Manchester United, two teams were involved in those games during the week, albeit maybe not with their first teams out there. They're playing against each other this weekend, John. Uh, for Alex Ferguson, after the game last night, criticised Nani for... Uh, giving the ball away towards the end of the game. Now, it's not something he usually does to criticise mm. an individual player. Would that be a sign to you that Nani could be on the way out of there pretty soon? Oh, I think so. I, <laughs> I think it was in the paper this morning that he hasn't agreed terms and mm. I'd say Ferguson would be annoyed with him. Uh, uh, on, I'd say he's on his way out. And Fergie's, I think Fergie's like that. You know, if, if the player's not doing what he wants him to do, then he'd be more likely to criticise him. Mm. Um, you know, and... Like, to be fair to Nani, I mean, Nani's not the first time he gave the ball away in in, no. on, in certain matches. I mean, he's he's had it. I, I don't rate Nani all that much, and I'm I'm surprised that uh, Ferguson has gone with him as long as he has. Yeah, but it's it's not over his plays. I, I think he's, he's he's I saw in the paper this morning he was offered terms and he's definitely not going to take them and he's going to apparently the current debate with letters he's sorry his, his contract run out. And Ferguson wouldn't wouldn't be too happy about that. If Ferguson really wanted to keep him, though, do you think he'd be trying to drive home? I'm not sure how, who does the bargaining, but he'd be trying to drive home that deal a little bit more firmly. Well, according to Nanny himself, he said they've been dealing for a long time and they haven't come to a conclusion, and he feels that that's as far as they're going to go, and he's and he's going to leave, and it looks like that. Anyway. Yeah. On, you know, no great loss to Manchester United. I don't think. I don't think so. There. No. Yeah. No. It was eight uh, two last season in this in this fixture. Robin van Persie has switched sides now. What have you made of him so far, John? I know you, you weren't convinced he was the right signing for Man United. Have you been impressed? Well, I, 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 I was. I was a little bit uh, sort of wary of a player who had had a great season in the last year of his contract, and it's happened before. And then they move, and they're not the same player. Mm. Now, to be fair to van Persie, I had that. Uh, doubt about him as I would have a, a, about any player but it, so far he has produced the goods there's no doubt about that and he started well he scored a good goal in his first matches and I don't, I don't know many scored what five or six goals mm-hmm. since he's since he's come so he's obviously scored, took his goal well the other on um, on Sunday game yeah um, so no I think he, he's he's definitely doing his stuff does he look to you as though he's 
the same is this maybe what defines a successful signing I know it's early days but that they play well at one club maybe only in the last season and then they look like the same player essentially that they, there's no because we see with some players they sign for yeah. the new club and actually look like different footballers for yeah. whatever reason whereas Van Persie's doing all the same sorts of things Well he is I think, I think Manchester United and big clubs over the years if you look at Liverpool you know when they sign a player from a smaller club first of all they have to have the temperament to handle that big occasion uh, and some players can't do it. Mm. Uh, I mean, going back over the years, you know, there's players that came to Manchester United, for example, and uh, Davenport and uh, the centre forward from Notts Forest. Oh, Bertels. Bertels yeah. couldn't couldn't score, couldn't couldn't score a goal. Go- and, and it does. It gets to the stage where it's a bit big for them. I think Rogers was was insinuating that about um, Downing mm. for something. You know, and it does happen. But I think there's no doubt. You see, I think with Van Persie as well, on his 29, you know, he's an experienced player. So I think going to Old Trafford, the stage he can handle that, and I think he's proved. I think he will handle it. It has yeah. handled, and will continue to handle it. Seems to be a confident enough kind of character. Oh, yeah. anyway. And he's twenty nine. He's mature. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he, and he, he, I think he is a confident lad, uh, and he, he 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 doesn't look out of place at Old Trafford. Yeah, it's not too big for him. Yeah, you know, he's he scored goals already, and even in his first match, he took his goal particularly well. So. No, I think he'll be okay. Arsenal's form, even if you take that 7-5 during the week out of it, they have had a couple of setbacks recently, losing that match to Norwich a couple of weekends ago, mm. losing to Schalke. Are, uh, would they strike you as signs that the issues that have beset them over the last few years are still there? They're terrible defensively. <laughs> it's pretty ba- it's basic you know, as that. It's a basic thing. Yeah. I, I always find with Arsenal watching, I don't want to get too technical, when the opposition have the ball, like say 40 yards from the goal, they, they seem to be as a defensive unit. Mm prepared to push out. In other words, they're going to play offside. And sometimes I watch them, and there's only like sometimes 15 yards between their defenders and somebody on the ball. Yeah. So there's loads of room behind them all the time. So if somebody makes a break and he's not offside, yeah. they're, they're through. Instead of like there's, there's an art of defending which is tracking down the people, tracking down this, which I've always, I hate the offside trap. The offside trap is an excuse for not defending and not defending properly. It's, it's all or nothing. Hands up, Right, he's offside, uh, or he's not an offside. He's, he's through on the goal, and Arsenal are doing that. If you if you, if you watch them uh, uh, on, you know, when they're defending, and I don't think Mertesacker is a good uh, defender anyway, but I think the policy is they're going to push up, and they get so close to the ball that there's so much room behind them, and all they've got to do is drop off another ten, fifteen yards, and somebody makes a break, just track him down, mm. you know, so you can defend. They have to beat defenders, whereas. Don't, they get so close to the ball it's over the top and it's either one thing they're either offside or the fella's through on his yeah. own There's no and there's no art to that People have been talking about Steve Bowe coming in there as you said you haven't noticed any discernible difference No No I mean at the start of the season they didn't concede goals uh, but I don't think it was for the sake of Steve Bowe saying we're going to track people down I saw them last week last couple of weeks particularly when they've been losing goals uh, and that hasn't changed Yeah so I, th- I think what happens in football is Steve coach, Steve Ball is the new coach. They conceded a few goals in the three, so it definitely he's, it's working. Yeah. But it, 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 it's over a long period of time that you see whether it's working or not. And it's certainly not working at the moment. Yeah, no, not, not really. We'll uh, take a quick break at the moment. You can send your text in for John on 53106. Going to talk a little bit about the Ireland squad and Trapatoni's newfound enthusiasm for attending Premier League matches after the break. Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. 53106 is the number of texts. You can follow us on Twitter at Second Captains. John Giles is in studio this Thursday evening, and we're about to talk about the squad that Giovanni Trapattoni is named for the friendly against Greece. John, likes of Kieran Clark, Wes Houlihan, and one or two other names yeah. who don't always feature are in there. Yeah. Is this the start of a bright new dawn? 
Well, I hope so. Um, we'll only know on when we see the team play, mm. particularly in a competitive match. But the, the signs since the last couple of weeks, he's gone to matches, he's seen Hulan. Hulan's been in the team now, he hasn't been in it before I don't for him. Well, last couple of years anyway. Um, so I think the personnel has changed. Mm. Um, now, what has to go with the personnel is the philosophy of the manager. Is he willing to change and become more creative? Uh, uh, like when I watch the Irish team play, it seems to be get a free kick. There's no emphasis on getting it down, playing it quick. Throw in. Get on the ball quickly. Like I always felt when I played in manager, I used to say, the first player on the ball near the throw in, pick it up and throw it. Yeah. Right. Just all you got to do is get possession from the throw in. So you're, you're taking advantage of the other team go asleep, as yeah. it were. Right. You're taking advantage of short corner kicks. Right. Get out on them quick. And if they if they react, then you take the corner anyway. So you're giving an option that if they go asleep, you're going to take advantage of it. Now, when I watched the Irish team play, there seems to be a designated thrower. Say Ward on the left hand side. I remember watching a few matches. McGeady down the left wing, twenty yards from the goal, got a throw in. He actually had the ball in his hands. Right, Ward is back 20, 15, 20 yards from him. Just throw it to him. Ward said, "Put it down." Mm. Right, throws it down the line. You give the ball away. Now that can't be right. I don't care whether it's an Italian, Brazilian. That's just not right. Mm. And that's what's been happening. Free kicks, forty yards from the goal. Richard Dunn, get it down, play it. Now put it, stop it. One forward. Westwood's going to or Shea Gibbons going to kick it out. Yeah. Now what I'd be looking for in the next match, and it's, it's only I know it's a friendly. Is are we going to get on the ball quick? Are we going to have Hulahan playing? If we're going to use his strengths. We're going to have McCarthy, who's a player. Because if you don't, the alternatives, they're going to knock it over their heads. Yeah. So you could be the best players, midfield players in the world. And if it's going over your head all the time, you're not going to be able to do it. So the personnel has changed. You're going to see matches. So what I hope for is the philosophy changes. I really hope that that's the case. Because we have players in that team, if McLean is in it, who can actually play. But give them a chance to play. You know, he's trying to play Ben Hulahan for 45 minutes. I play him for the match. Really, yeah. Give him the match. But you can't judge a player after 45 minutes. I'll say he has a really good 45 minutes. Because in a match, as you know, it, 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 it comes and goes. You, you're two down, you pull two back. But you do that in the second half. But if you take somebody off at half time, you don't know how he's going to react in the second half. When you say you're winning 2 0 and the other team score, how's he going to react to that? Mm. So I'd, I'd say to him, it's only a friend, give him the 90 minutes in the position that he plays for Norwich. Like I remember McCarthy when he first came into the team, he was played off the front two. Doesn't play there for yeah. Wigan. McLean there a few weeks ago played in the middle of the field. Now, so, now what would happen down? You say afterwards, well, I tried him and it didn't work out. Mm. But you did. You tried him in a, a different position altogether. Yeah. So you know, let give these players these, these players a, a try. Coleman, McLean, give them a try for the ninety minutes and see. Uh, but he has to encourage them to play as well. The fact that he has at least gone to see a couple of matches yeah. lately is that a sign that he's taken the new directives that he seems to have been given seriously? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's, 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 I think what he said in the paper today, well, it's my duty to do it. And I think one of the newspaper fellas challenged me, well, it was your duty for the last four years and you didn't do it. So hopefully, like, there's, there's a, a change. Now, going to the matches is one thing, On That doesn't change his philosophy. Mm. It's certainly a help that he's... I mean, it's no coincidence Hulan is now in the squad, having watched them last week. You, you can't see too many games and you can't have too much knowledge about it. And you definitely should go and see the, see the matches. But definitely, if you're bringing the team, the, the players in... Like the likes of Hulan, McCarthy, Coleman, who are more creative than the players, some of the players that have already been been in, your philosophy has to change to suit those particular players. Is it still the case, John, that 
the best way to see footballers is to see them live because with the sort of advanced technology over the last number of years and what you've got yeah. I know you're not a big fan of stats or whatever but you've got you've got a certain viewpoint you can as Trapatoni himself says you can pause the thing you can focus on specifics but, that, you, that's but a, you can do that as well on go yeah. to the game and then do, the, do your yeah, backup stuff after. Yeah. but I know from watching now doing it over the years when, I was, when we used to do the live matches at RTE you definitely see the bigger picture mm. because uh, you know the cameras can only follow so much but you don't see what's happening on the other side of the field and you don't know of a position because sometimes in football the person that looks a million miles away from the ball can be the most important person when it comes down the field and he's not in the cover position you don't see that yeah. uh, and, but, but what's, what's wrong with, with seeing the match live and then watching it on video and then it confirms what you think. But definitely watching it live, you do see more than you do watching video. I understand what he's saying with the replays and that. Yeah. But, but when you're watching the match live, you see it live and you see the positions that the players are in. Is there any issue with his authority here? He was asked this himself and he says there's not. He said that his no. authority hasn't been undermined. You don't, don't believe that no. it has? No, there's only way the authority as a manager be undermined is when somebody interferes and when this is the way we sh- who you should pick. Yeah. This is how you should play. We don't have one team in the team and that that's that's interference. The fact that he's gone to matches has been an instruction, I think, from the FA. This 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 is this is what you should be doing. From a PR point of view, as well as an effective point of view to go and see the players. Mm. I think that's that's nothing to do with his and that's what he was saying himself, I think. That's nothing to do with his relationship with the players. There's nobody telling him who to pick, who not to pick. So his relationship with the players is intact. Is Hulan a player who can could transform the team? Well, he could, he, he, he could try him on. Like, Hulan is a terrific footballer yeah. and he's creative and he's clever and he's good. Now, I think what Trapatoni, I think I read in the paper as well today, he didn't pick Hulan because he didn't fit his system. You know, and I've always maintained that, you know, your, your players that you have available to you creates the system. But if you go in with preconceived ideas, which I think he has done about his system, mm. then you don't embrace McLean or McCarthy or Hulan. And I think any uh, system that doesn't embrace creative good players, there's something wrong with the system. You made the point, and we talked about your book last week, that Spain even invented a new system to accommodate all their players. Yeah, well, they had for the first time with the, played without a striker. Yeah. Six midfield players, right? Seemed uh, bizarre at the time. Yeah, it seemed bizarre because they were, they were, they were the, actually the best players, footballers at his disposal. And that's why he went with them. And it was very controversial. But he finished up right mm. in the end because the good players will create and do something. But if he'd had a system, uh, say, like Trapattoni, um, I don't, well, Xavi and Iniesta for him wouldn't be in it. Yeah. You'd have two diggers in there. Yeah. But you have to, like any manager can only go, especially international managers, can go with the players he has at his disposal because you can't buy players in. So when you look at the squad, whether it's Hulahan, McCarthy, McLean, uh, Coleman, uh, Wilson proved in the last these, these are good footballers but he didn't want that mm. so this is why I, I say is, is his philosophy going to change you know if, if, if his philosophy is the same as knocking it over the top and that the likes of Hulahan and McCarthy might as well not be there they might as well not be there John the big controversy of the weekend was Mark Clattenburg and the allegations made about him uh, now the Juan Mata he was alleged to have said something mm. to Juan Mata that's been dropped but the Mikel complaint goes forward so at this stage we don't know what was said or yeah. what wasn't said necessarily the police are also involved in this in a way does that does that almost get in the way we saw the John Terry case get in the way of the FA's investigation well, you see, like I was reading the papers today on and you'd have to see how did the police get involved mm. and there's this chap called Herbert who is the leader of the, the black solicitors yes yeah. and has been very prominent in his statements he was the one I think that was leading the 
the the the, the, the proposed take a uh, breakaway, breakaway from yeah. Black Lives. I think this Black is Lives. dangerous stuff. Right. I really do. And he he initiated the police investigation into this with and admitted himself he didn't know any evidence of what was going on. So I I would be, I would doubt his role in the whole business. Mm. Uh, you know the fact, the fact that the black players are going to break away. I think that's more device. That's, that's a retrograde step, really. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And uh, you know, and it looks like somebody is trying to make uh, something out of, out of this mm. uh, that's not there. Now my take on it, and we all we don't know what's going to happen. On I. I think uh, Clattenburg is not a good referee. Right. I don't like him. I think he's a poor referee. But I do have sympathy for him in this particular situation. I don't think he made the remarks. Now, I, we don't know. Mm. But I don't think he made the remarks that he's been accused of. You think he just might have been misheard? or? or well, R- Ramirez is the one that's saying it and Matt is really saying it. And I think both of their English mightn't be all that great. But what happens on the football pitch, and it happened in my time, you, you do abuse the referee. I did it because you're trying to sway him on the match. And there was one uh, referee that that I knew from years before as a schoolboy, Gordon Gordon Hill. Did you ever hear of Gordon? He was a referee in my so. time. And Gordon Re- referee was, was well known for, if you're throwing a place, you, you F off. I'll do what I F and well want. Right? Now, in those days, like we would say, oh, you can F or my... No, you wouldn't report him. Yeah. You wouldn't report him. And we could have and got him into big trouble. And I think the case here is that if you see it on the television, Mikael... He's given him some stick. He's given now. Mikael himself said he didn't hear the accusation, right? So I think it's a question. It's like a question of uh, the supporters there. I remember a few years ago, Jamie Carragher was playing at Highbury, and he was taking the throw, and he was pelted with uh, coins and everything, and he threw a coin back, and about two hundred people report them to the police. Mm. So the supporters can go and abuse players, but the players they report them to the police, and I think this is a situation with the players, right? They can abuse him all they want, but as soon as he reacts in any way, but they're going to report him, and mm. I think it's wrong. You did say you think he's a poor referee. Why is that? Yeah, his decisions are bad. Really? I he's... never liked him over the last five years. I never thought he was good. I thought his decision-making was bad. I thought it was bad. His decision-making on Sunday was bad. And it's not the way he carries himself. No, he I seems a little bit matey with the refs. It's, it's, it's with the players. It's more just he doesn't make the right decisions. Yeah, I wouldn't care whether he's matey. I mean, I, 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 when I played on, I played with referees who were good, uh, you know, and and it could be made players, referees who were arrogant and were good, making the right decisions. The <laughs> yeah, but okay. you find with players, and and it, it doesn't sound good. But when you're on the pitch, you do try to influence the referee. Mm. You know, you say, "God, give us a break. That was a terrible decision." You, you do that, but you don't. Like I mean, I knew referees that that bit back and say, "You mind your your own business, and you f off." But you know, you don't say well I'm going to report you because the players are just as bad and the, the, no, no doubt the players were giving him as much, more stick than, than he was I, I, I don't think he, he said what he's supposed to have said we'll take a break on that note and be back with the text right after these Off the Ball on Newstalk 106 to 108 Hey, 53106 if you want to text into us here uh, we're giving away five copies of John's book by the way it's called John Giles The Great and the Good The Legendary Players Managers and Teams of 50 Football Years what we want to know is the question you need to answer is uh, could you name all the professional clubs in the UK that John played for in his playing career so uh, if you don't know that you don't deserve the book anyway. so, <laughs> that's what I say John <laughs> 53106 is the number to text in here Tim and Cork hi lads has it ever baffled John that Wenger sees uh, what Wenger sees and the goalkeepers and defenders he buys does he know any good managers who couldn't sign good defenders um, I, I've never seen a really top class team without good defenders I mean Wenger don't forget has won trophies won the doubles but he had Tony Adams 
like he inherited uh, you know Winterburn and, and he turned them into better players Keown uh, bowled himself um, the right back that's on the um, uh, Dixon Dixon yeah no like they, they were they were noted in George Graham time as being a really top class back four um, so he didn't have that much he got them to play in a more constructive way but they were good defenders um, and I must say since they've gone out of the team over the years I don't think he's he's good uh, Wenger at coaching defensive players if you see a team playing offside like they're doing as their main uh, uh, defence mm. then the, the, the manager in my opinion doesn't know how to teach them how to defend properly so that, I think that has been a weakness with his, his in the last few years with his teams John is Ipswich Town a good job for Mick McCarthy well, I think he, I think when uh, with, with Mick, Mick is out of a job, I think you go where managers in that situation where there's potential, uh, and there's no doubt. Like Ipswich were, were a top class team at one one stage. They're, they're out of the way uh, geographically in the country, so they have a local support. And again, I think all managers like Mick would be looking and say, "Well, if I get them going, there's good support here." Where there's other clubs uh, like like Wigan, for example, no matter how well you're going. They're going to get the fifteen thousand, right? Yeah. Maybe Reading the same. So a lot of managers would go where the, where there's potential, and there's definitely potential uh, at Ipswich with the, with the his, they've just had a bad time uh, over the last few years. But if they got going again, and that's what Mick and another man, well, if I get them going, we have something to go. At. Mick said himself today that he had been holding out for a Premier League job. He was in studio here a couple of months ago, and he seemed fairly insistent that he was going to wait for that. But yeah. It comes to a point where you've just got to get back involved. Well, yeah, like like Ipswich, to, to many people, and I, I would agree, would be a better job uh, in their division than some of the Premiership clubs because some, a lot of the Premiership clubs, can we survive? Can we keep... Mick had himself at Wolves. Yeah. Can we can we stay in the Premiership? You know, whereas it likes of Ipswich, there's something to build on there to get promotion, first of all, which they'd all be delighted about. Rather than just surviving now, when they get, if and when they get to the Premier, then they worry about surviving. But certainly with Ipswich, I mean, Ipswich can get there, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand regularly. Whereas some of the teams in the Premiership at the moment can't do that. Ferg and Cork, does John think criticism of Brendan Rodgers is harsh? He has the players playing great football, but what can he do when players consistently miss chances? Suarez needs ten chances to score. If Rodgers had Torres in his peak, he'd have Liverpool flying. Yeah, I um. I have mixed feelings about about uh, Rogers. I think he did a big job at Swansea. He got him playing good football. Uh, I think the criticism of Suarez is a little bit unfair. You know, he's the only one scoring goals at um, at Liverpool. Um, but but I think uh, you know Brandon Rogers has slipped into the into the same as the experienced managers like last week. I, I thought Suarez's behaviour on the dive was outrageous. Uh, outrageously bad. Yes. Really. Yeah. yeah total disrespect. For a manager, because Moy seemed to take it okay. Yeah, but he had to. I think he had to. Really, he said, yeah. well, it was a bit of a laugh. But Brendan Rodgers, it was Brendan Rodgers. Actually, I was looking for. And what did Brendan say? It was a bit of Liverpool wit. Now here's a fellow that's come from the backside of uh, Uruguay. Mm. No, no Liverpool wit about it at all. And and then he had a dreadful tackle on Distan in the second half. And Brendan's reaction to that was, well, it was a typical centre forwards. Uh, tackle that was mistimed. So we're getting not from Brendan, but we're getting it all the time from the different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ferguson said uh, Torres deserved everything he got. Well, I hope Ferguson is, is, is like that when one of his own players is treated in the same way. Just to go back to Rogers, though, you're saying you, you wouldn't. Be... I think he, I think he wants to play good football, on yeah. but uh, you know, like he's a long, long way to go at Liverpool. You know, I like, saw them on Sunday against Everton, and I thought Everton were the better team over the 
over the 90 minutes. I know they got a lucky break at the end, um, but he's a long way to go. Mark, in tip, can you ask John what he thinks of Manchester United's fantastic attacking this season? 37 goals in 14 games. Also, does John think Hernandez is back to his best? I, I, I feel I feel a little bit sorry for Hernandez. Like I don't know what has happened with Fergie. He, he very seldom plays him now. Like Welbeck has been first choice uh, all the season and last season. And I know uh, Hernandez got a bad knock. Remember, he had concussion at the start of last season. Now, whether he was affected by that, uh, that we don't know about, I don't know. But he certainly didn't play him. Mm. I like Fernandez. I think he's terrific. I think if you're looking for a goal, he's the man to go for. And I think he contributes a lot more in that particular way uh, than Welbeck does. Manchester United's attacking in general. You've been impressed which, by Which is good. But again, you're talking about defending on you. Like if, if you look at the amount of goals they've conceded, probably more goals than they've conceded in any other season. So, like, again, you get the attitude, ah, well, let's score more. It doesn't happen that way. Mm. Get it right defensively. It should be the easiest way to do it. And again, I'd repeat, you can teach players how to defend. You can't teach them how to score goals. Yep. Uh, Who does John think is a footballer at the moment with the greatest footballing intelligence as opposed to natural ability, says Neil in Port Marnock? Um... One of the Barcelona guys, Brody? Ah, well, well, if you're talking about on the continent, I mean, you could pick a few of the, like Messi, you could pick a few of them, Iniesta, Xavi, and, and those guys. I think in, in, in England, the, the person I've been impressed with most, and might prove to be the sign this season, was my lad, or our lad at Arsenal. Yeah. Ka- Ka- oh, uh, Cazorla. Cazorla. Yeah. I think he's a really intelligent player, and... Distributes uh, the ball on both feet. I think he, he even more so than the Chelsea player, the likes of Hazard, who's done quite well. I think, so he, I think I think Hazard is is he's a forward player, does a dribbling, uh, comes and goes. I think uh, the, the Arsenal players in the game to tighten the pain, game more. All right, John, we're out of time on that one. Thanks very much for being with us in the studio, and do keep the text coming in if you want to try and win one of the one of John's books. We're going to take the eight o'clock news now. Back after these.